Good day, everybody, and what's up? And welcome to the Dr. Nick Show. So in today's podcast, I'm really going to get into another article that I wrote for ProstateCancer.net. And this article is called African-American Men and Prostate Cancer. And I said African-American men for a reason, because when you look at the diagnosis rates between African-American men and black men from other parts of the world, there are some striking differences. So we're really going to get into that today and look at some other factors that could that could cause this. So here we go. So just to get started, I'm going to, I'm, I want to give you guys some information just to kind of paint the picture of where I'm going with this. Because right off the bat, I have to say that um, studies and research, researchers have found that African-American men have the highest incidence of prostate cancer when compared to other racial and ethnic groups. And just to break it down for you just a little bit, African-American men are more than 1.6 times more likely than white men to get prostate cancer and more than 2.6 times more likely than Asian men to develop prostate cancer. Now, here's where it gets truly terrifying, where African-American men are more than twice as likely to die from prostate cancer than whites and five times more likely to die from prostate cancer than Asian-American men. So you have, to, you have to start to ask yourself, what the hell is going on? What are we doing? And you, one would think with all the improvements in medical care over the past 20 years, these wide, these wide disparities are still there, but they shouldn't be, but they are. So you, gotta, you really should start to ask yourself why and what's going on and what can we do to change, change, change these numbers. So let's look at that. One of the more popular reasons is the environment. And the more you read about it and the more you hear about it, it seems to be gaining some traction and the reason is this, and I'm really talking about African-Americans who live in America versus blacks who live in Africa, because there is a difference. Because blacks who live in, in Africa and other parts of the, of the world, they actually have a lower incidence of prostate cancer than African-Americans who live here in the good old United States. So you really have to start to ask yourself why. Is it, is it diet? Is it some sort of like chemical exposure that we don't know what's going on, like dish detergent or something, or or um, pesticides or something, or is it? Could it, the scary part is it, it could be some sort of unknown factor that we haven't stumbled across yet that's really causing this this disparity among African American men and Black men from other parts of the world. And next, the other few reasons. I want to give fall under the umbrella of healthcare because if you just if you think about it like this, think about health insurance and healthcare. Because bottom line, as you know, going to the doctor is not free, it's not cheap either. So in many cases, if you do not have if you do not have health insurance, you're just not going to go. Now let's take this just a step further where you can say when the African-American man, male guy finally does go to the doctor, 
it's usually because of something else because they still they still don't go to the doctor but when they finally do break down and go the prostate cancer is then discovered because they went to the doctor because of the, of the other issue and just to add to that when they finally do go and the prostate cancer is found it's usually at a much higher stage and in many cases it had already spread to other parts of the body no, granted, if you just can't afford to go to the doctor, you just can't afford to go. And hopefully, if and or when the prostate cancer is found, it seems that African-American men are still lacking information on prostate cancer. And the problem I have with that is because that since prostate cancer is so, pre is so pre prevalent in the black community, most men already know of somebody, either a friend or a family member or a grandfather or an uncle or someone who had prostate cancer and had and unfortunately had the opportunity to watch them suffer through it because of those same reasons that I just mentioned. But it's like they see what happened to their family member or their friend, and it's like that doesn't kick off any warning bells to them that, that, that they need to make a change to their life and or go to the doctor. But once I'd said before, healthcare isn't free. So if you can't afford to go to the doctor, you're just not going to go. And yes, you may have noticed that I am talking a lot about money and finances because I'll say it again, healthcare isn't free. So when you finally do get into a healthcare system, some of these healthcare systems and hospitals that treat African-American men may have, especially those who do not have health insurance, may have fewer resources to treat cancers, prostate cancers, pelvic cancers, bladder cancers, breast cancers in, in general. And also, they also probably serve a higher percentage of, of uninsured patients, which in turn leads to their care not being what it could be, which in turn means if you have health insurance, you probably have access to better care. And just to put that into perspective really quickly, um, and prostatecancer.net, I've been reading articles about how men um, who have health insurance or who, who yeah, they actually have health insurance and they went in to get um, proton therapy, which is a treatment option for, for prostate cancer, and for whatever reason, their health insurance didn't cover it, and they get the bill for $100,000 sent to the home. Now, who has money? I, I know I don't have 100 grand laying around, you know, so you would, so just take everything as a whole, or you start to see this picture about how important um, the type and quality of health insurance you actually have is and where you get your care because some general hospitals take in a whole bunch of people who do not who do not have health insurance which is great but at the same time they may not, they may, they may not have the facilities or the access to actually treat this certain type of prostate cancer or or to treat it properly yeah chemotherapy is offered but some of the newer and or, or more radical 
uh, treatment options may not be available there because they don't have, they they just don't have access to them, or their insurance will not cover it if they're lucky enough to even have insurance. And to try to finally bring this point to a close, keep in mind everything that I just said about all the issues that black that African American men go through when trying to seek assistance for their prostate cancer. Now add into the fact, add in the racial issue of historic mistrust of doctors in the black community. Because unfortunately in the United States, there are probably millions of examples of black men being mistreated in the healthcare system, being injected with X, Y, or Z, being guinea pigs for this and or that, having things, body parts amputated when it wasn't necessary just to see how the person would cope, all under the name of science. So there's, there's, you can understand why there's a mistrust of doctors, and especially if someone knows somebody who went in for just a basic procedure and something quote unquote went wrong, you know, so that, so that gets out into the ether, you know, out there, you know, in, in the black community and it spreads. Well, yeah, don't don't go to that doctor because he could start cutting stuff off, or don't or don't go to this doctor because you know they don't clean their needles or something like that, and they they spread you know like they like to spread diseases and STDs you know in the community because they don't change their needles out and and various issues like that. So, you know, of course, I had to mention Tuskegee and how things were done in the name of science. And, it, and that one, that rightfully so, is not going to go away because it was such a, such a horrific period of time and so many people died for it when they knew that there was a treatment for it, but they withheld that information from, the, you know, from, from those men who they injected. But and anyhow, but if you take all of that together, and you, you kind of understand why black men don't generally like to go to the doctor, even when they have health insurance, because the health because they might they, they may find something else in addition to the prostate cancer, or they may discover the, the, the prostate cancer because they found something else, and, you, and and the prostate cancer is at a later stage, and it's you know and the quality of care they get may not be up to snuff. I'm just not going to go, period. So I really want to start to look at some things that we can possibly do to keep the prostate cancer you know, at bay as long as we possibly can versus um, keeping our diets the same or, the, or, look at some, or start to look at the various environmental factors that could actually play in the high disparity of African-American men getting prostate cancer. But you know what? Before we even get into that, let's look at something a little bit smaller. And what I meant by smaller, I'm talking about our genetic code. Because there are doctors out there are now looking into 
our genes basically to see if there if there's something going on that would explain the higher incidence of prostate cancer in African American men. And they may have found something because I really don't want to get too scientific here, but there's a section of a gene, CYP3A4, where they found something that they call variant coding, quote, quote unquote variant, variant coding. And it seems like this coding may have, may have some sort of impact or influence on the development of prostate cancer. So I'll try to explain it really quickly. It says these doctors, are, the researchers rather, think that the variant coding on this gene makes it so that black men or men cannot process testosterone properly, which could relate it to the, to the control of prostate cancer growth. That's, the, that's, their, that's their opinion in a nutshell. So it could be that this gene or this variant coding in this gene is influencing our ability to prostate to process sorry to process testosterone properly, which in turn could could lead to the development of prostate cancer. Now, I think that they could be on to something because there seems to be some sort of, of, of racial differences going on between groups, various groups of men. For example, that that variant gene is not found at all in Asian men. And only 7% of men, of, of white men, carry this gene. Now, I'll take it a step further a little bit. They found that around 20% of Hispanic men have this gene, only 20%. And but here we go. But the variant gene, or the variant coding, was found in 81% of African American men. 81%. Now, when they looked at those men, uh, when they looked at African American men who had already been diagnosed with prostate cancer, they found that 83% of those men had that gene. So it's not exactly a one-to-one -one type of comparison going on there, here or ratio. Not quite, but you get 83% of something. I really think that there's something going on there, and that's really unfortunate. And because, and that same study that I mentioned about 83% of those men, sorry, the men who were already diagnosed with prostate cancer and 83% of those men were found to have, to ha were found to have that um, coding. In that same group of men, those same men were, were more likely to, to, be, to have two copies, two copies of that variant gene when they actually got diagnosed. So you can see, unfortunately, that there's, there could be something going on in our genes that kind of tilts us or biases us for the development of prostate cancer. That's why I'm saying now, if it's something in the environment, we gotta make our change so those, those genes don't activate or that coding doesn't do what it's trying to do. So I wonder if there, if there are some things that we can do to try to slow that down a little bit.
So as I start to bring this podcast to a close, I just have to sit here and wonder if it's time for the medical community to make different guidelines for African-American men when it comes to prostate cancer. Because obviously what, what they have right now is not working. But for something like this, where it's, it could be something in the environment that, um, that is not seen in other groups of black men who live in other parts of the world, or if it's in our genes, I think it's really time for medical care in general and healthcare to come up with new guidelines that are specifically designed for African-American men. And furthermore, if it, if it is the environment or if the environment... Oh, actually, I just thought of an idea, I mean, a, 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 a study that someone needs to do is that look for that variant gene or that variant coding in other um, in black men from other parts of the world, because that could that I think that that would be a pretty interesting thing that that could shed some light on some things. And so let me go back again to what I was, I was thinking a second ago: is that if it is the environment, we really need to possibly change our diets and start to exercise. And that's that's just real talk, fellas. You know, I'm, you know, I'm getting close to. I'm not 50 yet, but I'm getting close. And my, you know, my belly's bigger than it was before. You know, I'm not exercising like I should. I do eat more vegetables. I'm trying to add more vegetables and fruit to my diet. I do need to exercise. Um, I'm not a big fan of red meat. About once a month, I'll, I'll eat a burger, but that's it. No steak. Um, I'm not a big fan of pork. Unfortunately, my better half lives out in Smithfield, where all that good, lovely bacon comes from. You know, so she she understands. She she doesn't when she cooks bacon. I'll only eat like a half a piece or one. You know, but it's because it's bacon. I'm not crazy, but and limit our salt intake and try to do other things besides keep you know dumping more salt on our food and also staying away from fast food. That's you don't know what they're putting in, in, in that stuff right now, because everything is sweet. You know, if you go to McDonald's or Burger King, everything just everything just tastes sweet. Like, come on now. So you, you don't know what chemicals and fillers they're dumping in there. It could be that. You know, but I'm just gonna say we really need to look at our diets. There's certain foods we need to just 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 to stay away from. Period. You know, but if we need to start exercising, exercising. Let's just go ahead and do it and get it done. Get out there. You know, even if, if you're just walking around the block a couple of times, that's better than, than, than just sitting down and doing nothing. You know, if you guys are still able to get into the gym, get in there. Me, I like to ride my bike. I like to cycle. That's, you know, I'll do 10 miles with no problem. And um, that seems to work. My PSAs has been, my last PSA was about four months ago, and it was about 0.8. So I'm still under two, so I'm doing pretty good, and I'm watching it. I'm I'm watching myself very carefully now, because luckily, I do have health insurance that covers those PSA tests. So, and granted, my my doctor is an African American woman. I really don't think that she'll be doing any slicing and dicing on me in you know in anytime in the near future, because that's just that's just how it is. 
So with that said, um, I just had to put that food for thought out there. So you guys, you can take it or leave it just, or just do, do, do your own research on it. Talk to other men about prostate cancer and who they know who had it or, and or what they went through and, and what their treatment was like and what their treatments were like. So there's many things that, that we need to do and we should start to do. So on that note, I'm out. You guys have a great day. Stay tuned. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye.